Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on today. And yes, I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is so great and he is greatly to be praised on this glorious tell it like it is Tuesday. And yes, y'all, I'm here for it. Glory to God. And so I'm going to before, wait, before I get into this, y'all, I am so excited. Hey, as usual. But today, my son, my only son, his name is Timotheus. Yes, it is a Bible name. Glory to God. He turned 17 years old. Glory to God. He is a junior. Glory, a junior in high school. Hallelujah. And I thank God for bringing him through these years. Glory to God. That is a big deal to me as a single mom because he is doing great in school with his grades. He's he's a he's into track like he you know he runs track. He's on the band. He's in ROTC. He works at the church in our sound system. Uh he is doing great uh and I'm praying that Lord please just let him, let him walk in your statues. Let him be the holy man of God that you call him for. And oh Lord, my main prayer, Lord, let him be saved. Thank you, Jesus. But if he be saved, sure enough and obey, he will have good success. So thank you, Jesus. And I'm so glad for, I'm just glad because he's the fine eyes. Me being a single mom, glory to God. And I don't have nobody cohabitating with me. Absolutely not. I'm a single, single mom. And I thank God for allowing me to raise him and up to this point. And then I did have, you know, I did have a support system. I do have a support system. I thank God for my father, how he's an example of how a man should be in front of him. A godly example. Glory to God. And I truly, truly, truly thank God for that. And so, y'all, I'm going to get into this. Um, Tell it like it is Tuesday. Tell like it is Tuesday. And we're I'm mainly going to be talking to the singles on today. The singles, of course. Um, and I wanted to share this uh, on my public page as well as my private I Am Worth It page. Because some people don't follow the I Am Worth It page. And you may want to share this with some singles that you know. But y'all, the title today is Singleness Safeguards. Singleness Safeguards. And a while back, I had a Sunday school lesson um, that I taught my teenagers about like just safeguards in general. And it was in our Sunday school book. So I was like, hey, let me work with this thing. Safeguards, singleness safeguards, because a lot of times we look at it as I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. It's too many rules. It's too many rules. But when you think about it, and I'm talking to the saved people, because if you don't want to live your life for God, if you don't want to be a Christian, then this is not for you. But I'm only talking to the singles that really want to be saved, really want to give their life to Jesus and bring glory to him. These are some safeguards that Christ, Jesus Christ has set up for us so we can be successful in our singleness that will lead to success in our marriage. And so when you look at the word safeguard, it means a measure taken to protect someone, a measure taken to protect someone or something. Because God is trying to protect us. When he tells us not to do something, to do something, it's for our protection. It's for the best. He has always has our best interests. Always, always. And so we have to like think about this. When we make decisions, I'm like, oh, they just don't want me to have fun. No, it's a safeguard. Okay. This is the safeguard that is set up to protect me. And that's how I look at it. So it's a measure a measure taken to protect someone or something or to prevent something undesirable. Because a lot of times these safeguards, again, is set up because if you do this, this is the consequence of this. And so I'm going to go on a little bit more. The most important safeguard that we can have is loving God, loving God and loving others. That is the most important safeguard that God set up for us. In Matthew twenty two thirty seven, 37, it says, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
So that's loving God and loving others. And you're loving yourself. Loving God, loving self, and loving others. Let me say it again. Loving God, loving self, and loving others. Matthew 22, 37 through 39. And so that is the main safeguard because first of all, if you, if you really love God, you're going to receive salvation. You're going to repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You're going to receive the Holy Ghost because that's the way to be saved. That is the way that you start your intimate relationship with God because you love him. And this is what he told you to do in his word in order to be saved. You have to be born again. He's not going to accept you just as you are. No, because the Bible says you got to be born again. And so that what I just explained, repenting, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, receiving the Holy Ghost, that's how you be born again. You want a relationship with God? He just don't want you any kind of way. He loves everybody, but he's not going to be in an intimate relationship with everybody. And so that's why I say you must be born again. And I just told you how you are to be born again. And so now that you, you know, you love God, then you're going to make decisions in your single life based on your love for God and also your love for others. Like you're not going to do people wrong, use people, abuse people because see, you're loving others as yourself. And if you really love yourself, you're not going to abuse yourself with words or with um, physical actions. So that's why love is like the strongest safeguard because first of all, I'm living my single life out from the love that God has for me. So the love that God has for me and the love that I now have for myself, I can spill over and love others. And so that is the main safeguard. You have to be, you have to have that love of God and everybody don't have that. But it's very important that we do because, again, that is the main safeguard in your singleness. It will keep you from making so many stupid mistakes. It will keep you from making drastic mistakes that can affect you for a lifetime. Okay? So, when we love God, when we love God, the Bible says, like, you will obey him. So, that's going to keep you from, again, making some bad decisions that will cause hurt to you. That's why love is a safeguard. Because, when I, again, when I love God, I obey his word. Glory to God. And, again, when I love God, I treat myself with respect. I treat myself with kindness. So, I'm just not going to talk to anybody that's going to disrespect me. I'm not going to talk to just anybody that just want my body, but they are not interested in a lifetime commitment of marriage. I'm not going to waste my time because I love God, first of all. And if the conversation and if this person is against the word of God, and he not following the word of God, then I don't want to have a relationship with him because, see, I love God so much that I don't want to be connected to a person for I don't want to be connected in a covenant relationship with a person that don't love the love of my life that don't love my savior I can't be connected in a covenant relationship with him because see we serve a jealous God and I I just can't do it I, I want to be connected and I will be connected in a covenant relationship with somebody that love God. And when a person say they love God, the Bible say again that they are going to obey his commandments and his commandments is found in the word of God. So don't just listen to word of mouth alone. Anybody can say they love God. It's evident in the lifestyle that they live every day, how they treat God, how they serve God, how they love themselves, how they love and treat others. It's evident if they love God. So, hey, we got to stick the Bible. When I love God, I automatically, I'm automatically going to do things that's pleasing to him. And the Bible say, present my body to him as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That's pleasing to him. The Bible tells me to glorify God in my body and my spirit. So that's why certain things, people, I can't talk to because they bad for my spirit. I, I, well, as they talk to, I'm talking about being in a covenant relationship with. 
I can't be in a covenant relationship with these people because they bad for my spirit. And so when you really love God, you will seek to bring him glory in every area of your life, especially your singleness, especially you're going to involve him in your love life. You're not just going to be out there grabbing, 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 going, going, having conversations with everybody. You're not going to do that. You're going to recognize, hey, this toxic for my spirit. I can't talk to you. So anyway, these are singleness safeguards. Number one, again, love, love, loving God, loving yourself and loving others as yourself. That is the main safeguard in singleness. I promise you it will protect you from making some wrong, wrong decisions. All right. Number two, guard your heart. Guard your heart. The Bible say, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4 and 23. So when I'm, when I'm keeping a gate, like I'm keeping my heart, because I know everything else is going to flow from that, that's a safeguard. A safeguard, again, is keeping my heart. And so I'm careful what I look at on TV. I don't want to watch a lot of uh, movies and stuff with sex scenes in it. I'm single. I don't want to watch that. I don't watch pornography at all. No pornography because that is getting into your spirit. And we're going to, I think that's later on down that I'm going to talk a little bit more about pornography. Nope. Let's go ahead and talk about it now. So I'm not going to watch pornography because again, it's getting into your spirit and you got to be careful of this because you will be having a false idea of sex and you will want your wife to do what this woman on the porno movie is doing. She doing all kind of things because number one, she probably on some type of drug. Number two, she probably getting paid millions and millions of dollars. So your wife's body might not be apt for that because she not on no kind of drug. Second of all, you comparing your wife to what's going on on the screen. And these people ain't holy. These people is wicked. So it gives you, and then it gives you a false sense like that it's all about the sex or it's just all about that and it's not. It's so many other things to marriage. So you may see your wife as just a body to have sex with and will not be respectful because you be like, hey, hey, this is my body anyway because you know when you get married, y'all become one. The man have authority, your husband have authority over your body now. But yet, you don't supposed to treat your wife like an animal. And so even with the women, so the women, I'm talking about the women, the flip side for you, you don't treat your man like he's some kind of animal and can go, 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 go. I will use some words on here, but it might be somebody younger listening to me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm just going to keep it general. Uh, you would get it program that your husband can keep going, going, going like the energizer buddy. And you know, hey. Be at that position, in that position. But um, he may can't do that because he's not on some kind of drug to make him do that. So pornography give you a false sense sometimes of sex. And then another time when you do pornography, some people be masturbating as well. So now, now you have learned how to please yourself. And so that's not what God made sex for. It was to bring the husband and wife together as one. And it was to for procreation. So that what you doing as pornog- watching pornography and masturbating, that's not bringing glory to God. And so like I said at the beginning, the safeguard of loving God and loving others, you're going to do that. When you love God, you literally bring glory to him. So you know that pornography and masturbating is not bringing glory to him. And then if a lot of people, I have, I have been listening to people that have said they have got married. And their spouse still struggle with pornography. So it's not just going to go away. So you don't need to get involved in that in your singleness. If you are, you need to ask God to deliver you from that. Because again, when your wife, when your husband, sorry, I'm gonna get, when your husband can't perform, then you'll be like, oh man, I just do it on myself. That's not bringing glory to God. That's not self-control because that's not what sex was made for. 
And so you don't want to get in that, that mode. Or if, if you and your spouse is having an argument or something and, and you feel in the mood for that, you be like, you know what? Forget my spouse. I'm about, to, I'm about to please myself sexually. That's not bringing God glory. And so in your singleness, you have to learn self-control. And masturbation is not bringing glory to God. Watching pornography is definitely not bringing glory to God. This is two people up on a screen. This ain't you and your spouse. This two people up on a screen having sexual relations, doing whatever. And no. And then people are like, I got to get some tricks from what they do. God never told you to do that. Are you going to be obedient to God? Are you going to walk in holiness? Because what they're doing on that screen is not pure. It's not holy. So are you going to walk in holiness or are you going to make an excuse of something? You got to please your spouse. So you got to learn you some new tricks in the bedroom. God will give you the knowledge. God can give you the wisdom. Y'all can experiment on each other together. Not learning new tricks from a screen, from wicked people. God never told you to do that. So we got to make sure that we are giving glory to God in everything we do. When you do some yourself. Is this bringing glory to God? What if Jesus was sitting next to me? Like, would he be okay with me watching porn? Mm, Would he be okay with me masturbating? Yeah, he would not be. So we need to think about these things because it's not acceptable in God's sight. And this all has to do with guarding guarding your heart. Because, again... It's not going to be helpful to you in your marriage if you are watching porn now. If you're masturbating now, that's not going to be uh, acceptable in your marriage for that. Because you didn't got used to pleasing yourself. And dog, bite it, your husband might not even be able to please you now because you know how to please yourself. Okay, so we're we going to keep it general. But you got to not watch this pornography. Be careful about your social media intake because some people on here they may be talking very very vulgar you don't need to follow those type of people don't look at it and it was some setting one day that i could put on my my uh facebook thing that hey they can see what i was doing but i couldn't see theirs if they curse a lot or show negative images of people i don't want to see that so yeah everybody's free to follow me but i'm not gonna follow what you're doing and so you have to make sure that you are guarding your eyes when you guard your eyes you're guarding your heart because out of it flows the issue of life you want to think spiritual you can't feed yourself negative carnal energy okay we're gonna go on Be mindful of the music you listen to. This bumping and grinding sexual music or what have you. Even Beyonce coming out with church girls. That was toxic. I didn't listen to the song. I read the lyrics and it was toxic. It was totally opposite of what a church girl is. So you need to be careful as women what we're feeding our mind. Because we are holy. In body and in spirit. We're not shaking our behind up in the club and twerking. I'm going to get to that part later. But uh, you have to guard your heart with this music. If it's cursing in the music, if it's sexing or, or talking about like cheating on your man or something like that and all of this mess, you shouldn't be listening to that kind of music. It's toxic. All I listen to is music that's going to bring glory to God, that's going to empower me to be a better saint, a better person. This is the kind of music I listen to. And so I encourage you to do the same because that toxic music will get into your spirit. It will. And so we have to be careful what we are listening to. So that all has to do with guarding your heart. Because again, out of it are the issues of life. Out of it are the issues of life. Whatever you let get inside of your heart is what you're going to manifest in your life. So if you see yourself always wanting to have sex, always wanting to have sex, you're probably watching a lot of sexual movies, talking to friends that talk about sex, listening to music that have sex, of course, that's all you're going to think about. And I'm not talking about like our normal sex drive. Now, sometime or the other, you may crave sex. That's normal, especially for women. You go through the ovulation period. That is your natural 
way. That's natural because your body wants you to have sex so you can have a baby. So, hey, that's natural. I'm talking about like you just feeding for all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And that might be with men. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, you can curb that appetite if you watch what you looking at and listening to and who you decide to have conversations with. Okay, that's all got to do with guarding your heart. Now, be mindful of who you date or court. Be mindful of who you date or court. The Bible says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Proverbs 3 and 5. Then it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Because we can't say that we want a holy man of God. But we're dating, I shouldn't say we're, because I'm not dating, I'm not dating. But people are dating people that are unsaved, courting people that are unsaved, but they be like, I go to church, I love God. What? No, if you love God, you won't be cursing. If you love God, you won't be trying to have sex with me on a regular. If you love God, you will be saved. If you love God, you won't be doing the things that you do. And so we got to watch these people that talk about, I love God. No, women don't be deceived. Because again, loving God is exhibited by keeping his commandments, which is found in the word of God. Mm. Now, so you want to be mindful of who you date or court. That is a spiritual safeguard, a a single safeguard. The Bible say, don't be unequally yoked. The Bible say, again, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So you don't want to be tied. You don't want to be knitted together with unbelievers. And then some people are like, okay, what about my friends? For what fellowship have righteous with unrighteousness? So even you getting a close friendship with someone that is not, a believer is wrong because it say for what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion have light with darkness how y'all communing and this boy is in darkness and you the light okay and what concord have christ with Belial, or what part have he believed with an infidel wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate said the lord and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and will be a father. So if you don't come out and you want a fellowship with unrighteousness and you want to be unequally yoked with an unbeliever, then God is not going to receive you. And so it's like, I want God to receive me. Forget these dudes that uh, I'm going to reject them. Because I want God to receive me. So I cannot be unequally yoked with someone that's an unbeliever. And a believer is someone that's been born again of the water and the spirit. And they are walking by the word of God. They're living by the word of God. That's a true believer. They believe the word. So they do it. Glory to God. Now, it says, I will receive you and will be a father unto you. That's why I'm saying if you really taking hold to these safeguards and knowing that God is going to receive me and he's my father, that I don't have to settle for someone that's an unbeliever and I'm a believer because he's my father and he have received me. He have accepted me. So to the people that's dealing with rejection, God will receive me. So even if these men, some men, listen, they don't, they don't want a lot of men. They don't want someone that is strong in the faith, that's strong in the faith, that's carrying out the word of God. Or you know what? Some of them do, but they're not going to live right. So that's not for you either. So you got to be careful. If, if you're not getting a lot of uh, phone, uh, uh, people asking you for your phone number or whatever, they see the light and they're not ready for that light. But God has accepted you. He said he will receive you when you're not being unequally yoked with unbelievers. You are his son. It's saying you shall be my sons and daughters. I love being a daughter of Christ. So it's like, hey, if these folk rejected me, they're not the one for me. Because I'm God's daughter and I'm walking in righteousness and I'm a believer. 
And they're an unbeliever and they're walking in unrighteousness. So, of course, they're not going to receive me. But God do because I'm a child of God. I'm his daughter. And that's 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. Okay? 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. So, we need to be careful. Um, If you are a Holy Ghost filled, I'm talking to only the saved Holy Ghost filled ones. If you're a Holy Ghost filled then you have no business courting someone that is not Holy Ghost filled, that's not a believer in Christ, okay? We should hold the same spiritual values. This not being unequally yoked is a singleness safeguard because a lot of times when you get hooked up to someone that is an unbeliever and you're a believer, it's going to frustrate you because perhaps they might not want to go to the church, building they might not want to be saved and you want to be saved you love god you live your life to serve him but this person their values are not spiritual it's all about the natural it's like i got to make this money i got to make this money i got to have general generational wealth which all of that y'all please know because i want that all of that is good but if this man don't have christ as his head and i'm not talking about again where he's saying I love God. He posts scriptures. He do stuff. No. You look at the fruit. Is he living a holy life? So you don't want someone. You don't want someone that just have the same natural values as you. You number one. Like I can compromise on a lot of other things. Okay. A lot of other things. But when it comes to spirituality, which means he loved God, he is evident by him walking in holiness, is evident by him obeying the word of God, is evident because he has accountability. I got to get to that. I'm going ahead of myself. But he has a pastor in which he has obeyed, in which he obey and submit to. Those are things I will not compromise on spirituality is not a compromising point now somebody how much salary they make how tall they are different things like that uh that can be okay we can work with that but we are not i'm not compromising on he is unsaved no if he unsaved we can't get married in him being while he's unsaved uh-uh I got to marry a believer because the Bible says do not be unequally yoked. And when we are married, we are yoked together. We are tied together. Tied together, we become one. So a spiritual safeguard is helping you. It's helping you. It's helping future generations. Because when you come together as one, then you have children. His seed is in that child. And sometimes generations are affected because of the person that we have chosen to marry. And I'm like, devil, you a lie. I, uh, uh-uh. I'm going to marry the right one because I got to impact future generations. It's, it's greater than me. And I have to be an example to the other ones that's coming behind me or that's, co- that's coming. My marriage will bring God glory in the earth. And so I can't be yoked together with somebody that don't even love God for real. Like, no. Uh Uh-uh. So don't entertain someone who is not a believer. Like, why are you having conversations with dude? Like, I don't, no, 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 no. No, I cannot. At this point in my life, like, why do I need, like, God friends? I don't need God friends. No, if I'm a, if you're going to be my friend, I see you as a friend leading up to marriage. But no, we ain't going to just be chit chatty chat on the phone because feelings get stirred up. You get closer to this person and my husband might be right around the corner. But I didn't, I'm talking to this person. No, I'm not about to do that, y'all. I've been single, single for all these years after my, I had my last baby, which is 15. I've been single for all these years. No. And I didn't have no courtship with nobody. No, I'm not about to be doing that. When I talk to a person, if I talk to a person, I see you 
as a potential spouse. Like, I'm not about, I don't have time. I'm 39 years old. What what I look like getting some guy friends? Even if I was younger, even if you are younger, if you don't see this man as a potential spouse, you don't need to be talking to him. And if you're saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, he should not be someone that you talk to if he's unsaved. And so at this point, uh-uh, no. Be careful who you date in court. I'm only, again, go on people. If you're Holy Ghost filled, you're go- you need to date and court someone that's Holy Ghost filled. It's going to protect your heart. Because, again, we have feelings. This person, you and them, like getting along real good. You have similarities and all of these things. Y'all doing stuff together. You're going to get closer and closer to this person. So that's why do that when you court and make sure the person say say five for the Holy Ghost and that you acknowledge God and you was like, hey, God, you know, should I, is it okay if I go out on a date with this person? Is this okay with you, God? Check. And he will send you confirmation. He will send you that confirmation. So check with God first. Um, and that gives me to my other point because I, I don't like when people think it's acceptable to date multiple people. It's not acceptable to me. Now, if hey, I'm not condemning nobody. I'm not saying it's a sin because, of course, the Bible don't say anything. And the scriptures specifically say don't multiple date because guess what? They didn't even do that back in Bible time. But anyway, you and me, if we, again, save sanctified ones, if we call ourselves saved and sanctified, we're supposed to be going to God about these decisions that we're making. And so I just need to put this out here. Um, dating multiple people might delay your spouse. First of all, when you date in multiple people, all right, how are you focusing on one person? Like, like you got to spend time with this one. Then you got to spend time with that one. You're not really giving one person your undivided attention. And so I'm not out here casual dating again. After I, after I had my last child, when she, she's 15 years old now, I was like, God told me like not to date. And I know for everybody, he didn't tell them the same thing. But I need to pose a question. Do you even think it's wisdom? It, it, how is it wisdom for you to date multiple people? Like he already told me, like he already was like, hey, I have someone for you. And this, this was a long, long time ago, a little bit after um, I had my daughter. Like when he told me, hey, your children's father is not your husband. I have someone for you. And he showed me the, the characteristics and everything of how my husband was and all of this. He was like, like, he told me, like, no, I don't want you to date. And mm-mm. like, I can't use the exact words because it was woo, over 10 years ago. And he was like, uh-uh, no thing for you. I want you to spend time with me, you know, like in my presence, reading Bible, praying, fasting, dedicate your life to me. And this time span, he showed me my purpose and I've been working in that. And so I have not been going out on dates. I've been just secluded and awaiting my Prince Charming that's going to be coming shortly. Glory to God. But I'm no, I don't think it's wise uh, that women do that because a man, men, I'm going to say men is not going to be able to like, oh yeah, I dated her. I, I was a, yeah. What, back when I was 18, 19, 20? I'm 39. <laughs> so it's no current people like can be like, oh, yeah, yeah. We had this type of relationship and all of this. Uh, Nope. Because guess what? Again, I was up in Jesus' face, not up in these men's face. So, no. And I think it, it's, it's just setting you up for failure because you looking at this one like, oh, I like these qualities about this this uh man, I like these qualities about this man. Then now you forming how you want your husband to be instead of who God wants you to have. And so I, I don't think it is wisdom to date multiple people at one time. Okay. And so you, we need whatever you do. If you don't believe what I'm saying, acknowledge God. Because a lot of times people just doing what they want to do, doing how they feel and not how God is directing them. So if we saying we save, let's be saved for real and allow God to direct our every step, especially when it comes to this, because 
this is your life at Jeopardy, okay? So we got to be careful and be like, you know what? Let me acknowledge God. Let me make sure it's okay. And even when like somebody DM you, God will give you like that English spirit, like, hey, don't take the conversation any further. And this comes from seeking God. This comes from seeking God. See, I have a relationship with God and I can feel spirits. Oh, I can feel spirits real strong. It can just be a DM. We not face to face. God be like, nope, don't take it no further. And so a lot of time, if somebody uh, that I don't know, you know, DM me, I'll be like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in casual conversation. And I leave it like that so they can go on and find their wife, you know. So you don't have to entertain people. Like, if somebody, you know they're not saved, they ask you for your phone number and you're saved, the answer should be no. Because if you're trying to get married, then people are like, oh, I don't know why I'm not married yet. You keep going. You keep going out on multiple dates. You keep going out. You You keep going, excuse me, y'all. You keep going out on multiple dates, multiple dates, and think, and you think, and you think that your spouse is coming. No, spouse ain't coming. Because you wasting time. Because all right, you doing all this, I'm trying to figure out when you have time to spend with God and his presence, walking in your purpose, all of this, you're wasting time. So, it, it gives you less time, like I said, to spend and to get to know like the one person. It's opening you up to get your heart broke. Because one of these men... Maybe it's one of the men that you really like. And then they really don't, they really not feeling you like that. But you had this other dude that is giving you all the attention, but you don't really like him. But this other dude, you really like him and he ain't giving you the attention. He leaves you. Now you're going to try to play him and you really don't like him, but you're spending time with him because you just want somebody. Like, no. That's a big no-no. So we, it, it protects our heart. Again, against heartbreak when we acknowledge God, see these men for who they are, and be like, you know what, Mm-mm. you don't have to tell them that God told you no. You can just say, I'm not interested. I'm not going to take this along any further. Because, like, again, even if you're not in your in the time that you're, you're, you're looking to get married, that's okay. You still don't want to spend time because the Bible still say what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness. If you're saved, you shouldn't be fellowshipping with someone that is unsaved on that level. Okay, so be careful of the company that you're keeping because our goal is to court to marry. Our goal is to court to marry. That's why I don't go out on dates. I don't care if somebody, oh, um, would you like to go out to eat or would you like to do this? No. No, I, I'm not just going out on a free dinner. Like, it's no, that's not who I am. I know who I am. I'm a child of the king. My husband, my prince charming is coming. And I am going, I am, I am joyfully waiting for that day when he comes to claim me as his own. And so I don't have time to be having conversations, going out to eat, going places with men that I know that I'm not going to marry just to pass the time. No, no. So we need to make up in our mind, let's be wise, let's use wisdom, let's use the safeguard that God has given us to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, to also not have fellowship with unrighteousness and commune with darkness, okay? That's a great safeguard to protect your heart and your mind from getting hurt. Glory to God. We're going to go on. No partying or clubbing. I said that as a safeguard because, hey, you're supposed to be a child of King Jesus. And at this, at partying clubbing, they're not serving your God. They're not lifting up your God. They're not playing no gospel music. They're not playing, I love you, Jesus. I love you more than anything. Nothing like this. No, no. It's some bumping and music. And it's some men that might be some successful men. Make it when I say success, naturally successful, make it a lot of money. They might be emotionally stable, mentally stable, and all of this stuff, but they don't have Jesus. And you don't want a man like that. 
if you have Jesus, you don't want to marry a man that don't have Jesus. And so while you up in there passing the time, talking about you chilling with the homegirls or whatever people call them these days, uh, hey, your husband is steady not going to be coming because if you really save and sanctify, God ain't going to release a save sanctify man to you and you still don't got your mind right. You still about that partying and clubbing life. So stay out, a spiritual, a singleness safeguard, stay out the party, stay out the club. Because if you call yourself safe, you shouldn't even want to be in that type of environment. Uh, a Holy Ghost filled man is not going to be in that environment unless God drastically spoke to him and said, go in a club and witness. And you got to make sure he telling the truth about that. So we're going to go on. No sex is spiritual safeguard. This is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Abstain from fornication. Why is that a spiritual safeguard? A singleness, excuse me, a singleness safeguard. Hey, when, when we have sex with someone we're not married to, First of all, we still, we're going to become one, which is not good because more than likely, you know, this person is not your husband. And so when you got to get snatched away, it hurts. And so again, God is protecting you from that hurt. Secondly, you can get pregnant and now you are left to raise your children alone. And trust me, I know because I'm a single mom. So having the safeguard of abstaining from fornication is a big deal and you might get a disease because the man might not tell you you have a disease and then now boom you got a disease too spiritual safeguards when you obey the word of the lord and not have sex but until marriage it protects you from all this okay and i'm not saying things are going to be perfect in marriage what I'm saying, but when you obey God, you can be like, hey, God, I did your will. I obey you. And you won't have no regrets because you did what God told you to do. But when God is telling you to abstain from fornication and you deliberately going out here having sex and stuff happened to you, you get cheated on. Again, you get pregnant or you get a disease. That's going to be on you. And again, you become one with this person. So. And then they leave you. So it's a hurt. Hurt comes. So it's a spiritual safeguard, a singleness safeguard for us to abstain from sex. Also, we're learning self-control. If I can control myself for over a decade of not having sex and then something happened to my husband, he gets sick or he's acting in a bad mood or something. I have self-control because I, I know I know how to abstain from sex. I did it for over 10 years. So I won't be going out cheating like cheating. Oh, that's not even in my vocabulary to do that against my husband. Oh, uh-uh. Anyway, that won't be in my mindset because, see, I know self-control. And, again, I have the love of God. I love God. I love myself. I love my spouse unconditionally. So me going out cheating is not an option. That's not an option. And so that's why it's important to use this singleness safeguard to develop self-control now. If you're out of control now and you get married, and again, your spouse is unable to perform, then what you going to do? Lose your mind? What you going to do? Cheat? Because see, getting married is not going to solve your sexual problem. Yes, you have sex in marriage, but if you was out of control sexually, in singleness, you're going to be out of control sexually in marriage. So you have to get yourself under some kind of control and have some control of your body. Bring it under subjection in singleness. And this is a singleness safeguard. It's protecting you spiritually, mentally, physically, and it's going to help you out in marriage. All right. The Bible say, know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. And so when you think about that, my body belongs to God. My body is say, no, you're not. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Like I had a Holy Ghost in me. So I cannot defile my temple and defile my temple is having sex with somebody that I'm not married to. I'm not my own. So 
because I'm single, I belong to God only. I belong to God only. But when I get married, now my body belongs to God and my husband. So if I can honor God with my body now, when I get married to my husband, I can honor God with my body still because I'm in a covenant relationship with my husband. And the Bible has said, now my body belongs to my husband. So, we got to be able to come under subjection in singleness. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 15 through 20. Stay sober. Don't be out here getting drunk. That's a singleness safeguard. Because you know, you hear these people like, oh my God, I don't know what happened last night. I just woke up next to him. Hmm? That's too drunk. What? So that's a great no. And see, I never in my life got drunk because I always wanted to know consciously what I'm doing. So if I ever did something, no, I, I knew what I was doing. So um, stay sober. The Bible tells us to be sober. It tells us to be sober, be, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a raw line, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. First Peter 5 and 8. Don't, and then in Ephesians 5, 18, don't be drunk with wine, wherein it's access, but be filled with the spirit. So if I'm getting drunk or high, I'm not high on Jesus. I'm not high in the spirit. I can't make righteous choices. I can't make spirit filled choices because I'm drunk in the natural. So a spiritual, a singleness safeguard is being sober. Being sober. Because if you're sober, you can properly discern a true man of God from a one that just comes to the church building or is in a church position. You can properly discern this. And you are also sober spiritually when you're feeding yourself the word of God. You stand in God's face. Then you can discern when a wolf in sheep clothing come to you but if you all about yourself you ain't spending time with god you're doing what you want to do then you got this man that's presenting all the good stuff about him you focusing on that but then you don't care or you ignore the fact that he ain't even saved <laughs> so no that's a big deal so we want to make sure that we stay sober be sober because if we're sober spiritually and naturally, we can make righteous choices. This is a good singleness safeguard. Accountability. Accountability is a singleness safeguard. You think you know everything. You don't want to answer to nobody. You don't want to tell nobody nothing. You're setting yourself up to be hurt or destroyed. The Bible said where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 11, 14. It also says, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Proverbs 15, 22. That was the NLT version because I like that version. That sounded good. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. So we need to hold ourselves accountable. I thank God for my man of God. Well, excuse me, I guess I should say it. it's my father. Uh, no funny stuff going on. I thank God for my pastor because I understand the scripture says that he watched for my soul. So I'm accountable to him. Also my first lady, which is my mother, I'm accountable to her. So if I'm like, oh, okay, I'm thinking about, I'm courting this young man. If in a scenario, if I'm courting a young man, then I'm going to bring this man to my parents, which are my spiritual leaders, my pastor and black lady, because they, they can see things that I may can't see, or they be like, yes, yes, like confirm what God has told me, because see, I've been under their leadership, of course, since I was born, but anyway, I trust their wisdom because i've seen their track record i've seen their relationship with god i've seen their walk with god and so i trust that he's a holy man of god and he prays to god and so i trust that and i know some things that um they may be able to help me and my spouse with so it's good 
premarital counseling to go to your pastor and wife for premarital counseling so things can get worked out things that might be on things that might be down down deep may be brought to the surface so we both can see each other at point blank value here you go this is me this is me this i mean this is me this is you and we can see each other because some things need to be discussed some things need to be talked about and so it's good it's good to bring your potential spouse to your pastor and wife have a conversation just a conversation it's fun it's suffice um it's not it's not something that you know spectacular a conversation will suffice but you need to hold yourself accountable to have somebody over you that's accountable um that you are that you are accountable to because again there's safety in a multitude of counselors there is safety because certain decisions i know i know if i would have listened to my parents lord have mercy if i did have three children i'd be married with my three children instead of single with three children but i thank god for now you know i pray i see god first about things and yes when it's time for me to start courting me and him is going to my parents have a conversation have some dinner whatever you walking in darkness or it's something that don't need to be going on so anyway have somebody that can hold you accountable all right so when we stay under these so those are all my uh singleness safeguards singleness safeguard oh it was one more singleness safeguard is care for the things of the lord in our singleness this is a major one caring for the things of the lord because if we are caring for the things of the lord then we don't have time to get sidetracked and just focus on the fact that i'm not married because i know i'm not married but if i dwell on that then i might try to make things happen on my own instead of pray to god instead of be waiting on him so if we if i'm caring for the things of the lord i'm productive busy in his kingdom then that takes my mind off the fact that i'm not married and then boom my husband shows up so anyway this is a major one the bible say there's a difference also between a wife and a virgin the unmarried woman care for the things of the lord that she may be holy and body and both body and in spirit that she may be holy both in body and in spirit but she that is married care for the things of the world how she may please her husband so it's not saying that you love the world it's saying that certain things that you're gonna have to do for him that's in the world not not being a part of the world taking part in world activities that's bad but certain things that you're gonna have to assist your husband with all right first corinthians 7 34 so the unmarried woman a spirit a singleness safeguard the unmarried woman care for the things of the lord that she may be holy both in body and in spirit that's what i'm caring about that's what i'm caring about that's why i'm on here doing this video this podcast if you're listening because i want to encourage you all to care for the things of the lord and i know that god wants me to encourage you in the faith because we can live a holy single life we can live a successful single life when we realize that god has set up these spiritual safeguards these i call them also singleness safeguards to protect us from something that's undesirable from hurt from unnecessary hurt unnecessary pain unnecessary delay because i'm like i'm not about to delay my husband so mm -mm, not i don't waste time i don't waste time i'm doing what god called me to do i'm serving others i'm serving my children i'm serving my family i'm serving i'm serving i'm serving i'm caring for the things of the lord and so i'm spending time in his presence alone so when my husband come up boom i'm ready hey honey i don't have people calling my phone you don't gotta worry about people no men ringing my phone because i secluded myself but after my baby was born all them years no no he ain't gonna have to worry about me cheating on him 
Because see, I, again, I love God, I love myself, and I love him unconditionally. It's how I love my spouse is not based on what he do to me. It's based on I love God and I love him no matter what he does. That's true love. That's true love. Uh-uh. And so I encourage y'all to do, um, to realize that it's not a bunch of do's and don'ts, but look at, look at it as safeguards to protect your heart, to protect your mind, to protect you in your single state. So when you do get married, Hey, you're going to have a successful, holy, and glorious marriage. So I'm going to go recap some safeguards. Loving God, loving yourself, uh, loving others as yourself, number one. Number two, guard your heart. Number three, be mindful of who you date in court. Number four, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Make sure they hold the same spiritual values as you. I think I lost count. Number five, uh, it's wise not to date multiple people at one time. No partying and clubbing. You don't want to be in the wrong environment. Um, no sex. No sex. Um, stay sober. So no drinking and getting high. Uh, have accountability. And lastly, but not least, Care for the things of the Lord that you may be holy in both body and in spirit. So this is when we stay under his protection. In conclusion, when we stay under his protection. The Bible says the Lord God is our son and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord with, with the Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Psalms 84 and 11. And I keep that in my heart because I'm like, now, Lord, you see me? Yes, you do. You see me. And so I know I'm doing what's right because I ask God, if I am doing something, please show me. I, if I'm doing something wrong, please show me. So he's not going to withhold my husband from me. And when the time is right. God will make it happen. He will make it happen. But I have to stay under the protection of God. And stand under the protection of God, again, is being obedient to his word. Obedience is so powerful. It is so powerful. And again, that comes under the safeguard of loving God. When you love God for real, you're going to be obedient to his word. Glory to God. You're going to see yourself as he see you. And see, since I know... I am precious and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by him and all of these good things, all of these good things. Yes, I'm his masterpiece and all of these things. Then I'm like, I, I can't just spend time with anybody. Like I can't do that. Whatever I do, I do with purpose. Like I'm not just doing something to do it. I have purpose. I have purpose, period. And so people who I choose to spend my time with, it's on purpose, for purpose. And so that's why you're not going to find me out here speed dating, multiple dating. You ain't going to find me online dating. I'm not doing none of that, none of that nonsense because my husband is coming to me. I'm going to live my life on purpose every day. I'm doing what being led by the spirit and God and my husband is going to open his eyes up and find me in his presence when my husband is in his presence he will find me in his presence so i don't have to go outside the presence of god to get my spouse because he's gonna find me in the presence of god and so it'd be like people like oh you gotta put yourself out there whatever i don't stay in my house all day i have a job i go to church i go i go out to eat you know with my family and things like that i i serve i serve others in a, in a community wherever i can be a help i serve my family so i'm not in a bubble but uh-uh i know i i know what god have revealed to me so i i don't have to push push myself out there nope when god opens up my spouse eyes glory to god he will begin to see me when he gets in the presence of God and I'm in the presence of God. Glory to God. And so singles, I encourage y'all to please 
be mindful of these singleness safeguards because if you do, then it's going to prevent something bad from happening to you. It's going to prevent, you know, it's going to keep you. It's going to protect you. It's going to protect your heart. It's going to protect your mind. It's going to protect all of that. So anyway, y'all have a blessed day. If you need to receive salvation, Check out X238, John 3. You need a church home. I belong to the City of Refuge Church in Batesville, Mississippi, under the leadership of Bishop Calvin C. Wiley Sr. If you need prayer, if you need advice, hey, check me out. But I'm telling you, stay faithful to God, singles. Stay faithful to God because I'm telling you, kingdom of God marriages are forming. Kingdom of God marriages are going to be magnified in the earth because the world needs to see an example of what real marriage look like. What real marriage look like to death do you part. Glory to God. These kingdom marriages are rising up for God's glory hallelujah because we need some kingdom children and again we need to see togetherness in the earth always oh, is happening and I can't wait to my kingdom spouse meet me in the presence of God well y'all have a blessed blessed day peace out hey y'all I'm so sorry about the multiple probably interruptions that happen on this podcast but glory be to god i hope you all enjoyed it will y'all have a great rest of your day peace out